You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the show, a St. Patrick's Day edition of the podcast. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you out there. Might be the one day a year if you're a BYU fan and socially acceptable to wear green rather than blue. But a lot to get to ahead on today's edition of Locked on Cougars. Going to talk about Mark Pope. And the reason why is because there happens to be a certain school in state that just fired their head coach. Yes, Larry Kriskoviak out at Utah. Well, I think what is going to happen here is Mark Pope is more more jobs keep opening. His name is going to keep popping up in all of these searches. Who knows what his actual interest level in any of them will be if there is interest at all on his part. But we're going to examine some of the storylines around that today. We'll also talk a little bit more about Micah Kafusi. Had a chance to watch some of his film. Want to give, give you guys a little bit of a scouting report of what I like about him as the most recent commit to the BYU football program. And of course, we will catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do. So plenty to get to ahead on today's show. Let's dig into it here. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for March 17th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. Make sure if you haven't done so already, hit that follow or subscribe button. If you've already done that, make sure to leave us a rating and review. We love your guys' comments on what you like about the show, especially on Apple Podcasts. One thing we request, five stars only. Sure, give me a four star. Just don't give us one stars. If you don't like the podcast, well, go somewhere else. But nonetheless, thank you again for taking the time to join us right here on Locked on Cougars. Let's get to some news involving an in-state rival. The University of Utah announced last night that they have fired head coach Larry Kraskoviak after a decade on the job up there in Salt Lake City. And yes, while I know it's disappointing to a number of you who hoped that Larry Kay was going to carry the torch forward for Utah for the foreseeable future and in many minds let BYU have the upper hand in state well Mark Harlan their athletic director sees it otherwise and decided to make a move and this is going to bring up an interesting situation and it involves Mark Pope in this way let's put it this way folks Mark Pope is a hot shot prospect when it comes to big time coaching jobs the work he has done at UVU and now at BYU has him at the top of wish lists all over the country I know some out there were saying that Indiana message boards had him as a candidate for the job that's open with the Hoosiers there in Indiana obviously they just fired Archie Miller and paid more than 10 million dollars to buy out coach Miller from that contract Utah's going to pay a hefty buyout to get rid of Larry Kraskoviak somewhere between 6 and 10 million dollars depending on which report you happen to pay attention to but it you, you look at it and the situation is that Mark Pope is going to be a guy who is in demand last year BYU realized this and they signed him to that long-term extension that locked him in through the 2026 season maybe the 2027 season but nonetheless, it was a long-term extension. It had a raise in it, but he had deferred extra compensation till the back half of the contract or later on in the contract due to, the, of course, the circumstances involved with COVID-19. Now, uh, looking at it, 
this is going to be an interesting situation of what price point does BYU ultimately say, you know what, we it's too rich for our blood, we can't match that, and we wish you nothing, nothing but the best, Mark, if you decide to move on, but thank you for the time and your work here in Provo. There will come a point of that, I can tell you this much. As I've talked about on this podcast, especially with the BYU football program, they are notoriously cheap, and that's not something that I am saying. It comes from people both inside the program, inside the athletic department, and those observers from the outside who have no connection to BYU. You can claim it's bias on my part, but go right on ahead. If you knew the people I was talking to who have told me that, well, you wouldn't be calling me a biased individual. But nonetheless, there is going to come a point someday, potentially in the near-term future, when a program is going to just put out every number imaginable to make Mark Pope their head coach. And you will have a decision to make. Do I want to take the money? Do I want to go on to my next adventure and go try something new, potentially at the Power 5 or the Power 6 level in this case with college basketball because the Big East is considered the sixth power conference at that in that sport. But I... I know that Mark Pope enjoys what he's got going on at BYU. He likes the fact that he's in a family-oriented atmosphere. He's enjoyed his time in Utah. But there is one key thing here, and that is that Mark Pope does not have a tie to BYU that, in my mind, is going to be the overarching thing that keeps him with the Cougars long-term. What I mean by this is Kalani Sitake grew up an ardent BYU fan, died in the wool, blew through and through, played for the Cougars, was just a, just a guy who loved eat, breathe, drink, everything BYU. That's why Kalani Sitake will be harder to uproot from BYU. Does Mark Pope have those same type of roots at, at BYU? I do not think he does. That is my personal opinion, and it's backed up by the fact that he went to the University of Washington and then transferred to the University of Kentucky, and based on everything I have heard slash know, never really gave BYU any serious thought despite being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints out of high school, went on to win that national title under Rick Pitino there at Kentucky, and now is just a hot shot in terms of in the coaching ranks and what he's accomplishing with the Cougars. So there is going to come a program or programs as soon is what this week already that are going to make uh, inquiries to his agent and see what his interest is in potentially leaving BYU. Do I think he is going to leave BYU high and dry in the middle of a potential tournament run? No, I do not think that will happen. I think Mark Pope has enough uh, self-respect to say, you know what, if you guys want to talk to me, you got to wait until we're done in the tournament and then we can have actual conversations about this. That could be as soon as early next week if BYU gets knocked out on Saturday uh, in the first round of the NCAA tournament. It's crazy to think that it could come that quick but it could. So what I'm trying to say here today to you guys is be prepared at some point, potentially in the very near-term future, potentially this offseason, that Mark Pope could be departing for another job. I'm telling you this. I, I know that there is going to come a point where BYU will not or I don't say cannot, but they will not compete financially. They did this with Bronco Mendenhall. Virginia came in and said, we're going to pay you $3 million. And Tom Homo in the BYU Athletic Department said, well, thanks for everything, Bronco, but see ya. And I get that Bronco had been at BYU for quite some time and had made inquiries at other jobs and made runs at other jobs because he felt like his time in Provo was short. But money talks, folks. And when you can potentially double or potentially triple your salary, 
Why wouldn't you go for it? Larry Kriskoviak was making north of $3 million as the head coach of the University of Utah. And there's no reason to think that I wouldn't think that Utah is going to pay somebody $3 million right off the bat. They may have to if they want to get the right coach in place. But if you can really upgrade yourself in terms of the money that you can be uh, paid to do your job, have the facilities. And I, trust me, BYU's facilities are very, very good. There's no doubt about that. The Marriott Center Annex is top of the line. Dave Rowe. Rose, uh, Brian Santiago, the B- people in the BYU Athletic Department who do athletic fundraising deserve a huge amount of credit for getting that facility built and letting the athletic uh, programs, the men's and women's basketball programs in particular, benefit from that. But you just look at it, and at some point, uh, you just can't argue with it. There's just too much money out there. And Mark Pope, unless I don't know something about him and BYU is the end-all, be-all for him, There is going to come a point where he's not going to be able to really kind of shrug off those overtures, and he's going to take another job. And it's only going to get louder and louder from here, folks, as long as he continues to have success for however long he's at BYU. He's made two runs of the NCAA tournament with two very different squads. He has proven he can use the transfer portal to have immediate success wherever he lands. He really got UVU going in a pretty short order there in Orem. Came to BYU, folks, and we all have seen it the last two years. It's just been absolutely marvelous. And you can guarantee that there are programs out there, athletic directors, university presidents, who have really just sat up and said, okay, what is this guy doing? Why can't we go get him? So, Let's enjoy the time with Mark Pope for however long it lasts. I'm hopeful that he's still in Provo uh, coming up a month from now, uh, three years from now, five years from now, ten years from now. That is my sincere hope. But I am trying to be objective in telling you guys that at some point, there is a dollar figure in my mind that Mark Pope is going to say, hey, that's it. I've had a good run here in Provo. I'm going elsewhere. And like I said, his roots with BYU are not nearly as deep as Kalani Satake. It would take a lot to uproot Kalani from his job as head coach in the BYU football program. I sincerely believe that. I just don't think that it's going to take the same amount of uprooting to get Mark Pope to move. And We'll have to wait and find out, but that's just my sincere uh, thought on that. I don't think that Utah necessarily is the spot for Mark, but maybe it is. It'd be kind of funny to see him switch sides of the rivalry and move 40 miles north, but nonetheless, we'll have to sit back and watch. I know we've heard that Indiana's got interest, and that will just be the start of it. There's going to be a lot of interest from multiple programs out there for Mark Pope and his staff, and looking forward to tracking that as much as it may hurt with regards to him potentially leaving. All right, coming up here in just a moment, I want to talk a little bit about BYU with regards to their football recruiting. I received a commitment from Micah Kafusi, continuing on a long family line that's just traveling it to BYU and Provo with the Kafusi clan. He is the latest in a long line. I finally had a chance to watch some of his film and catch up on what I needed to know about him. I know I mentioned him on yesterday's podcast. Want to give you guys a little more of an insight on what I see from him on film from his huddle account, etc. We'll touch on that momentarily. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Blue Chew, folks. We've talked about this company for the past couple of weeks, but it is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it is in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Think about that, folks. It's an online service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and of course, no waiting in the line at the pharmacy and potentially running in to your neighbor, Bob. By the way, it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They try and make it simple 
for you guys. It's great. So sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Check it out now, guys. Of course, when you can benefit from extra confidence for when it's time to perform, BlueChew.com is the resource for that. Go to BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And of course, we've got a special deal for you, our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you sign up, when you use our promo code Locked On at checkout. Just pay the $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On. Receive your first month free. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring us here on Locked On Cougars. Folks, it is time for another ad on Built Bars. Yes, I know you're probably sick of hearing me talk about how great these protein bars are, but I'm going to keep on talking about it because, first off, I'm required to on this podcast because that's part of my deal. But nonetheless, I absolutely love Built Bars. This is a pleasure to talk about the most enjoyable and tasty protein bars out there. Amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber protein bars. They're covering 100% chocolate, uh, 18 different flavors, always special flavors that are always coming out, guys. No matter what it is, Built Bars got it for you guys but right now they are having some fun of course with the time of year it is it is march and it is time for built bar madness who is the best built bar what is the best built bar well you guys can have your say go to builtbar.com cast your vote there or follow them on twitter at bar underscore built and have your say on the best tasting protein bars out there i have got my favorites i guarantee you guys have got yours you can have your voice heard so make sure you vote on that and while you're there at builtbar.com use the promo code locked on 15 for 15 percent off your next order. That's promo code locked on 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And of course, check back every day to see who wins the matchups every day in the bracket and who will become the best tasting protein bar, aka the champion of the Built Bar Madness. That's all courtesy of our friends at Built Bar, proud sponsor with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Folks, you guys know that we're keeping you up to speed on everything with the Cougars every single day right here on Locked On Cougars. But what about the rest of the sports world? I want to encourage you guys, if you haven't done so already, to check out the Locked On Today podcast. It is hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it is your 20-minute or less update on all the major storylines, the biggest questions, debates, whatever it might be in the sports world that you guys need to know about. And like I said, 20 minutes or less, you're up to speed. Download it now or follow wherever you get your podcast. It's a fantastic resource, and I encourage you guys to add it to your daily podcast rotation. All right, talking some BYU recruiting now. Micah Kafusi, as I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, announced Monday evening that he is committed to being a BYU Cougar. He is, of course, the younger brother of current BYU linebacker Jackson Kafusi and recently graduated linebacker Isaiah Kafusi. Well, the Kafusi last name, as many of you are aware, has just got no end to the depth and breadth of the talent in it, it feels like. And BYU has been a major beneficiary from this family for many, many years. Most recently, it goes back to when when, when did Bronson Kafusi uh, originally commit to BYU? Was that in the mid-2000s, the mid-2000-aughts? Regardless, it's been well over a decade now. Kafusi is making an injure, I, major impact excuse me, for BYU, and Micah Kafusi appears to be the next in line. I know some people don't know much about this young man because he did miss the majority of this past season, uh, speaking of this past fall, for Alta High School, 
with a shoulder injury. But I can tell you this much. He's got good size for a kid. And obviously, he's following the footsteps of his brothers. Isaiah and Jackson are good-sized athletes. Played linebacker, both of them at BYU. Jackson spent a short spell playing at running back, but never really made serious inroads at that position. Went right back to linebacker and expects to be part of the two-deep this coming fall. Well, Micah Kafusi, according to what I saw from Cougs Daily, I mentioned that he is going to be an athlete. I said the BYU will see what I grow into and how my senior year of high school football plays out. He has played safety, linebacker, wide receiver, and even long snapper at one point for the Alta Hawks. And like I said, he missed the majority of his junior season. But watching his sophomore highlights, you can see a young man. And to be clear, sophomore highlights, we're talking about a kid who's what, 14, 15 years old? old. Yeah, I get it. But you can see that there is very clear evidence of a great athlete in Micah Kafusi. Obviously, he's got great bloodlines being part of the Kafusi family. Uh, Jeff, his father, obviously was a standout player at the University of Utah. His two older brothers have been great players for BYU in the last couple of years. Isaiah in particular. I really think Isaiah could be a decent pickup for a team that uses him the right way in the NFL. That'll kind of be dependent on his opportunity once he gets to that level. But Nonetheless, Micah Kafusi, as I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, my first thought was, okay, he does play safety for Alta, but if he's anything like his brothers, he's going to grow into being a linebacker size, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him end up being a linebacker. Uh, We'll see how everything shakes out this fall for him, but there is very clear evidence that BYU is betting on his talent, the development they think they can bring, and the development part of the, the situation or the equation for BYU football folks is something I think that gets over overlooked because let's examine what has happened for BYU in this year's draft class. Dax Milne, a preferred walk-on coming in from Bingham High School, played at a high level in the high school ranks, but was not offered a scholarship at the FBS level. He was offered scholarships by the likes of Weber State, passed on that after BYU convinced convinced him to walk on, shows up as a true freshman. Uh, What did he start at Wisconsin in that big upset as a true freshman? And then really uh, blossoms into one of BYU's best wide receivers in recent memory. Going to be a mid-round pick it looks like in the NFL draft. Well, he'd had a lot of development. He had guys like Fessy Satake who really helped develop him. Brady Christensen, folks, did not receive an offer from BYU until signing day uh, coming out of high school, out of Bountiful High School. He was a lightly recruited two-star athlete, and now he is going to be a mid-round NFL draft pick. Don't tell me that the development that BYU is doing with their guys is not something that they can hang their hat on. They can go to different guys in the recruiting process and say, yes, we understand that you aren't the most highly rated athlete. You're not the most polished athlete. We can see that on film, but we believe we see something in you and we feel like we can get you to the next level. I think Chris Wilcox is yet another example of that. That guy, speaking of Chris, had never played cornerback uh, until he got to BYU. Ed Lamb saw something in him and said, you know what, come here. Well, Chris Wilcox is going to get his chance in the NFL as well. I think Micah Kafusi, despite not playing as a junior, is going to be pretty lightly recruited. And now that he's committed to BYU, I'm thinking that there are going to be a lot of programs to say, okay, you know what? We know that you're a Kafusi. We know that BYU is kind of the end-all, be-all for you, and we're going to pass on offering you a scholarship. But that should not preclude you as a BYU fan from believing that Kalani Satake and his staff see something in this young man that they think they can bring out of him and have him be a productive member of the BYU football program. He's got too many cousins and brothers who have pro- proven 
father, uncles, man, just the entire clan of Kafusis. He's got too much evidence to back up that the bloodlines that are flowing through his veins are going to help him have success at the collegiate level. And I'm looking forward to this. I really like what Kalani Satake is doing with regards to the recruiting process he's gone about with BYU. Is it a, is the process complete? No, and it may never it may never be ultimately what Kalani wants it to be because I know he would like to, this to be a program that has power five caliber depth at every position. Maybe they get to that at some point. Maybe they don't. But, I, man, I, I'm riding with Kalani Satake. He knows what he's doing. I think the evidence of that came from this past season and this draft class. It's very, very evident that they developed fantastic talent. And I am really, really high on what they've got going here. If the upward trajectory of how BYU's talent base continues to grow and it appears it's going to grow, BYU's going to find success more and more. And the funny thing is, is you have more and more success on the field, guess what that brings? Oh, wait, more recruiting wins with regards to more highly rated athletes who are maybe more of a polished product coming out of the high school ranks. I'm not saying that Micah Kafusi is not polished by any means, because like I said, he's got the bloodlines that you're you're putting a pretty good bet that this kid is going to pan out at the collegiate level. But I am a huge fan of what Kalani Satake is doing with his recruiting. Uh, and it's not to say that the BYU basketball program is not doing great things. I think the transfer portal in their realm is actually a game changer for them, a little different with regards to BYU football in that vein. But I really, really like what BYU is doing on the recruiting front. I think they're taking guys that they see something in, they believe in it, they've done their intel, their evals, the evaluations, they're doing their background checks on them. And when BYU is offering a kid a scholarship, they're expecting those kids to commit relatively quickly because BYU is not one of these offer mills like a Tennessee who offers thousands and thousands of kids. BYU maybe offers what? At the very, very most, 100 kids in a recruiting class? Maybe? Maybe not even that many. Maybe even half that. But nonetheless, BYU expects to convert on the vast majority of the guys that they offer. And so far, you got to say that Kalani is hitting on a lot of guys in the past couple of years, whereas early on maybe didn't hit on as many, but... He's proving that he is a very, and his staff, by the way, as well, get credit for this. Jason Kafusi, Jack DeMooney, the on-field coaches, they all need to take credit for this. They have done great work in identifying talent early and often, chasing it to the ends of the earth figuratively, getting them to sign on the dotted line, and making good on the promises they have made to these young men to help them develop as athletes, as men, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or whatever faith they happen to believe in. I think they're on the right track here. I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Cougars can do moving forward. All right, coming up here momentarily, we'll catch up on some of the other news and notes involving BYU athletics like we normally do. Today's show, though, is brought to you in part by our good friends at Bet Online. If you guys are looking for a place to place your bets, do it with our friends at Bet Online. They are the fastest and easiest way to place all of your sports action bets. And if you guys want to bet on the NBA, college hoops, hockey, golf, baseball is going to be here. What? We're just over two weeks out from opening day, crazy enough. They even cover award shows, TV shows, and reality TV if that's more up your alley. 
They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. And by the way, it's free to sign up at betonline.ag. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. All you got to do when you do that is make that deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON when you do that, and you get a 50% welcome bonus based on whatever you deposit. 10 bucks, you get 15 bucks. 100 bucks, 150. 200 bucks, 300 bucks. You guys can do the math. It's real simple. So once again, check out betonline.ag, promo code locked on with that first deposit. Take advantage of their offer. It's all courtesy of BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft host Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, catch up on a couple of news and notes involving BYU before we go here on this Wednesday. First off, uh, unfortunate to report this, but BYU Women's Golf had their home event. They call it the BYU Spring Classic. It takes part at Sand Hollow Golf Course in Hurricane Utah, so down in southern Utah. Well, wouldn't you believe it? Snow has canceled the final round of that Spring Classic down there at Sand Hollow. So BYU's two round 36-hole totals were the final results for the tournament. BYU as a team finished in fourth place. Texas Tech won the tournament at five over. BYU was 20 strokes back as a team. Individually, Alicia May Mateo had a fantastic showing tie for third at even par. Leela Naliai, the freshman sensation, was three over in her showing for a tie for ninth. Good to see the women's golf program having an opportunity to host a home event. I know home is relative, but nonetheless, good to see that all the same. Unfortunate they saw their final round canceled in that regard. All right, and the other thing I wanted to touch on today is with regards to a potential transfer portal target for BYU, and that is uh, Mike Saunders is a transfer coming out of the University of Cincinnati. You're probably wondering, okay, what's his connection to BYU, Jake? Well, he happens to be a product of Wasatch Academy down there in Mount Pleasant, Utah. Yes, the same program that gave BYU guys like Richie Saunders who's going on a mission. Fuseni Traore, who is an incoming recruit for BYU in this upcoming recruiting class. And oh yeah, uh, one of the freshman sensations on this year's team, Caleb Lohner. They have put out high-level athletes year in and year out at Wasatch Academy, and Mike Saunders is is no doubt about that. One of those guys, a former four-star prospect, signed with the Bearcats, started actually a number of games uh, for the Bearcats, but has decided to put his name into the transfer portal. He is a point guard. He's not a very tall kid. They list him at six foot. Uh, even if he plays at 5'10", he's a good player. I remember watching him at Wasatch Academy and thinking, okay, he's a good player. BYU didn't necessarily have much of a chance. It appeared when he was coming out of the high school ranks, but now that he's got some teammates, former teammates of him in Loner, Richie Saunders, I don't know if Fuseni Traore played on the same team as him, but nonetheless... BYU may be able to make some inroads now, kind of pointing to the success they had, and a guy like Caleb Lohner could probably put a phone call into him and say, hey, dude, get over here and play with us, because uh, what is it? Oh, yes, BYU's going to be losing potentially their top two point guards from this year, uh, two seniors. You may know them as Alex Barcelo and Brandon Averett. I'm not saying that those two couldn't come back, either or, or both of them, but 
I'm guessing at least one of them moves on, and that leaves an open spot potentially for a guy like Mike Saunders. There's still a long way to go. Who knows if BYU actually has interest, but this is a kid who has been here in Utah playing high school ball, probably understands a little bit about the culture and that type of stuff, and maybe this go-around after BYU lost out on him last time, they may be able to pick him up in this upcoming recruiting cycle. Of course, we'll have to wait and find out. I know that BYU basketball always seemingly is in a scholarship crunch, similar to BYU football with returning missionaries, but just an intriguing name all the same. Wanted to pass it along to you guys. All right, that's going to do it for this Wednesday edition of the show. Cannot thank you guys enough for taking the time to join us every single day. Please rate and review the show. Also, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. Join us every single day. Love hearing from you guys, getting your insights. It is a Twitter Thursday on the podcast. You guys got questions about whatever it might be involving BYU or really anything else, send those in. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Locked on Cougars. We'll get to your questions on tomorrow's podcast. You can send them to me on Twitter as well. At Jacob C. Hatch is my Twitter handle. Or email the show. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. And we love hearing from you guys. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 17th, 2021. Happy St. Patrick's Day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.